helping families be happy. Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family love and relationships. I am your host, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familius Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. Now I am thrilled to introduce today's guests, Jasmine O'Hara and Nils O'Hara, who will be talking with us about the Worldwide Tribe and Jangala, as well as their efforts to help us with the familiar book, Let Me Tell You My Story. Thank you so much for being with us today, Jasmine and Nils. And first, let's talk to Jasmine. How are you today, Jasmine? I'm well, thank you, Carla. It's so lovely to be talking to you. It is wonderful to be talking with you, and I'd like to dive right in to your brainchild, so to speak, the Worldwide Tribe. Can you tell us a little bit about the Worldwide Tribe? Absolutely. So the Worldwide Tribe is an online community an organization that supports refugees in various ways. So we've been running for about five years, since 2015, and we've run various projects in refugee camps on the ground, things like distributing warm clothing and shoes and sleeping bags and tents and things like that. We've also run art projects, but now what we really focus on is communication and storytelling. So the main focus for me at the moment is that I also run a podcast and to amplify the voices of lots of the people that I meet along the way with incredible stories and amazing journeys that often go unheard. Um, But also we make films, I do talks and really try to overcome some of the um, stereotypes um, and pre- Um, disposed ideas that much of society has when it comes to immigration, asylum seekers, migrants, um, refugees. um, And these are the things that I'm talking about and really sharing um, personal character-led stories to try and overcome some of that negativity. And you talked about one of my favorite things, one of my favorite ways to reach people is through storytelling. Mm -hmm. Could you tell me how you are using storytelling, Jasmine, as an avenue to expand people's awareness? Of course. Well, you know, I really believe that stories are the crux of everything. Everything is built on stories that we as human beings are a series of stories that we tell ourselves and that we've been told throughout our lives. And so for me, telling people stories that maybe unpick some of the ideas that they have in their minds is something that really interests me. And to do this, I focus on the uplifting, beautiful um, details within the stories and the situations that I find myself. So that looks like um, finding the entrepreneurs or the um, people that have overcome adversity in the camp situations that I'm often spending time in and using various means to share these stories. So we share films on social media. We make short films. Um, I also do a lot of writing and um, share a lot of my photography on social media. But most recently, I've really been focusing on the podcast because for me, that's such a lovely 
way to amplify stories in a way that people can connect for you have people's attention for longer you know um people on social media as they're scrolling through you only have a couple of minutes if that of their time whereas i feel for podcasts people settle down and listen um whilst they're maybe doing something else like washing up or on their commute to work and in that way you can really connect with the character that you're getting to know and the hero of that story so tell me a little bit about how you came to work with familias on this wonderful project of let me tell you my story do you know what? It was actually through the power of social media. So um, I got in contact, or I think then I can't even remember who got in contact with who, but we were connected through Instagram and through social media because we work in this same space, right? So we're using this medium of storytelling to really amplify these voices and we both have the same mission so I think it's very important that we align and, and work together on that. They absolutely um, share my view um, and I, I know that we kind of connect on that and the way that I actually started doing this work that's a, a story in itself of a hero um, he was the other hero I was going to tell you about but my mum and dad actually adopted a refugee from Eritrea called Mez and uh, he also had a crazy journey like Yusra. He was 13 when he left his country. He was fleeing compulsory military service in Eritrea and um, left his country when the army came to conscript him um, at a very young age. And then he crossed the Sahara Desert. He didn't eat for something like 15 days, over two weeks until he oh made it. My. I know, really crazy. So many people die in the desert. Um, and then he crossed the Mediterranean Sea too. His boat also capsized. He was saved by the Italian Coast Guard. He lived in the Calais jungle, which is a notorious refugee camp in northern France. And then he hid underneath the Eurotunnel train to make it to the UK, at which point he was then taken in by my family. And this is five years ago now, um, which coincides with the beginning of the Worldwide Tribe. At which point, my other brother, Nils, who you'll be speaking to very shortly, um, he um, and I, we both um, started volunteering in this camp in Calais, the jungle that Mez had passed through. Um, and that was really the beginning of us working with refugees. Um, so we used social media to share the stories of the people that we were meeting, the friends that we were making, the, yeah, the heroic journeys that we were hearing about. Um, and that's how things began and that connected me with people like Familius um, to, yeah, really amplify these stories as far and wide as we could, really, because, you know, not all of us can relate to how it may feel to be a refugee. But as I said before, all of us can relate to how it might feel when we're in a situation that is scary to us or feeling fear. So, you know, that it, it's, it's or, or whatever those feelings might be, we have all experienced them together. We're all human underneath, you know, the layers of nationality or language or religion or culture you know and that's what that book really really does I think is is highlights the humanity and, and makes you connect whoever you are or whatever your background um, or your upbringing you know that you can't read those stories without feeling a sense of, of empathy and you know what Carla I think that now is a time more than ever that we can exercise this empathy because we're all you know experiencing something globally together that is out of our control and this you know is what it looks like 
for us when borders are closed or um, freedom to travel is taken away from us. And I think that that's something that previously many of us may not have been able to imagine. And, and now we're actually experiencing that. And, I, and hopefully that only encourages empathy for people that have been experiencing some of, the, some of these restrictions for years. Absolutely, and to contextualize your comment, right now we're in the middle of the coronavirus, the COVID pandemic, and indeed there are many restrictions being placed upon us right now, being quarantined, locked down, shelter in place, and realizing that this is something that refugees may have experienced for not just days or weeks but months or years which is why they become refugees so such a such an interesting time to be having this interview with with you because covid-19 is you know impacting the world right now and we can all have this sense of mutual understanding mutual um, connection and empathy and allow that to expand us and inform us rather than closing us down in fear and self-absorption exactly exactly and talking of connection i think that yeah one of the things that we focused on over the years is um i mean i'll let nils tell you a little bit more about this but is connection also using the internet and that's been so um useful you know during this time i just had a video chat i've been having lots of video chats today working from home with people all around the world and i think that we soon realized when we were working in these camps in europe and um, the need for connectivity not just so that people could connect with their loved ones and their family members back home but also so they had access to information they had access to uh, education um, and all of these things were really really key um, and people were using the internet for everything you know for google maps for um so one of our projects um at the very beginning was to install the first wi-fi network into the calais jungle into that camp that i was just talking about and that then led on to um a project in itself called jangala which is now a charity in itself and absolutely thriving and that's what Neil is focusing on the moment. So when we look at maybe the key things in your plate that you're working on and how, what is your goal? What would you like readers to take away from a book such as Let Me Tell You My Story? For me, it's this feeling of unity that we're all in this together that you know i think it's a it's a gandhi a famous gandhi quote that you know we're we're only uh, we we can judge a society by how we treat the, the most vulnerable right and um, actually we need to treat them as if they were our own family and what we would do for them and i think that that's really important you know that we're all talking about the vulnerable during this time as well, during COVID-19 and making sure that they're protected as much as possible. And I feel like this is the same for, by reading this book, that one, we're all in this together, and two, it could be you or I, it could be any one of us, it's just a matter of circumstance. Um, and that's something that I really think that the book does portray well, is that you know people haven't, they haven't done anything to deserve this it's just as i say a matter of circumstance so what would we want if it was the other way around 
And I really love that you bring that out, that it is a matter of circumstance, because I often in my work say to myself that we are indeed all just one sliver, one step away from being that which we think we would never be. So before we move over to Nils, is there anything else you'd like to share? I'll bring you back at the end so that we can conclude, but anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? I don't think so. I think you've covered it pretty well, to be honest. Well, wonderful, Jazz. Thank you. And we'll move on to Nils. Hello, Nils. How are you? Very good, thank you. Very good. Wonderful. So Jasmine and I spent some time talking about the worldwide tribe and heroes and storytelling. But I understand that as much as you're connected to that, you're also the co-founder of Jangala. Would you tell me a little bit about what Jangala is and how it came to be formed? Okay, so um, Jangala is a UK charity that uh, provides Wi-Fi systems and connectivity solutions for refugee camps and disaster zones. When me and Jazz started doing the Worldwide Tribe and working in refugee camps, we noticed that apart from those initial needs that we were trying to fulfill, like shoes and clothes and food, there were other needs there as well, which weren't so obvious. Um, And when we were working in the Calais jungle, the refugee camp in France where we started, we often had people coming up and asking us, can I borrow your phone? Can you hotspot me? Do you know where I can where I can find Wi-Fi? Because they wanted to connect with their loved ones and their families and let them know that they were okay. They wanted to let people know where they were. After uh, you know a few weeks of this or a couple of months of this, uh, I found that there's only so many times you can call Eritrea or Sudan um, without it becoming very, very, very expensive. So we started to think about other solutions. Now, neither myself or Jazz are network engineers so we didn't have a solution ourselves but luckily one of my old school friends um he put me in touch with a guy called richard thanky and rich was working in sub-saharan africa working with a company that was providing wi-fi systems to people in kenya so he'd learned a lot about these systems and me and him got together and had a think and after a few weeks of planning put the first wi-fi system in the calais jungle that Wi-Fi system went on to serve more than 20,000 people. And it was just incredible to see the difference that it made in that camp. And eventually we decided that instead of just being a project by the World Wide Tribe, it was time for us to become our own separate charity so that we could uh, put more focus into it and work full time on it. I love that story and how it evolved so beautifully. Yeah, it really is. It really is incredible. What are some key ideas, some key points you would like readers to take away from the book, Let Me Tell You My Story, or if you prefer, from your work with the Jangala group? I think uh, a takeaway uh, that I'd like to give people is just to, you know, realize that you can do anything and you don't necessarily have to have the skills or the um, backing to make something work. Uh, If you really want to do it, you can do it. And I think, you know, as I said, me and Jazz had no kind of networking knowledge, but we found the right people to help us. And we've built something really incredible. And I'm so happy with where Jangala is now. And Jazz is so happy with where the Worldwide Tribe is. And we did all this without having any experience in it and no knowledge in working in charity or... Um, this sector before so I really yeah would love people to kind of realize that they can they can do these things and you don't necessarily have need to have the skills 
or the backing already. As long as you put the work in and work hard and learn along the way, then you can really build something amazing. Yeah, I think if you've got the passion, then like you can make it happen. Whatever, yeah, whatever like you're lacking, you make up for in heart. I think that's a very good point. Because we're talking about the worldwide tribe, which is essentially, in my eyes, a family of heart and spirit and connection. What do you believe makes a happy family? Um, I think it's just love and respect for one another, really. I think that's, that's, that's all you really need. As long as you love and respect each other and, and listen to each other, then, uh, then I think the happiness will come. Okay, same question for you, Jazz. Yeah, I mean, well, we're family as well here, obviously, Nils and I, and we are the two eldest siblings of a big family. So my mum and dad now foster four um, refugee unaccompanied minors um, from four different countries, <sighs> and we were the eldest two of four biological kids anyway so there's now eight siblings um, <laughs> so I've thought a lot about this actually about what makes a happy family and I think Nils makes a very good point that respect for each other regardless of whether you have the same belief system or beliefs um, it doesn't matter as long as you respect each other's beliefs you can think differently um, but still have utmost respect you know in our family we have a multitude of uh, religions and backgrounds and cultures and that's a really beautiful thing um, but also listening to each other and showing interest in each other um, uh, is a key to communication which I think is the key to a happy family. Well, I thank you both so much for joining me today. It has been truly a privilege and a joy to hear about your journeys and your contributions. And so, Jasmine, where can our guests find you? So you can find me on Facebook or Instagram by typing in The Worldwide Tribe um, and also theworldwidetribe.com is our website. Um, but yeah, and the podcast, you can also type in The Worldwide Tribe podcast to any of your podcast apps. Um, so Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, there, it's, it's there. So yes, please come and listen to some of our stories and come and connect and be part of our, our global family. Wonderful. Thank you. And Nils, where can our listeners find you? Best place to learn more about what we do is on our website, which is www.jangar.la. So that's J-A-N-G-A dot L-A. So thank you both. It has truly been a privilege. I'm so appreciative. As we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familius Publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. Would be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. And when you're ready for that next amazing book adventure, would be honored if you'd choose a book from Familius Publishing, such as the lovely book, we discussed today. Let me tell you my story. One step at a time, we can make the world a happier place. Thanks for sharing your time with me, Dr. Carla Marie Manley. It's been a joy and a true pleasure. Be well and shine as only you can do. We talk together, learn together, play, work, eat together. We laugh together, heal together.